Do you want to kick us off with a question or a topic or a... <laughs> I'm jumping straight in, am I? Jumping straight in, yeah. Um, <laughs> or we continue on from last week. We heard good feedback from last week, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a really good topic. It's something you don't get to speak about just from the pulpit or even in Bible study groups and stuff. So, um, well, how about, how about we just pick up from, we'll just pick up a little bit from what we were speaking on last week, which was discipleship, kind of like the ins and outs of it, I guess, the um, obstacles that can come and, mm-hmm. you know, the breakthroughs as well. I had another question for you, Liam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to dig deep into Liam drills and mine, me, drills me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine some of that wisdom. But I think it's really good for leaders to like be vulnerable as well um, about, you know, when things are difficult. Um, and yeah, you, you just walk so well, Liam, um, with the Lord. I think people are really interested to know how you face those really rough places in life. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely tight. <laughs> I don't know. We're, We're on. on. We're still on. We're back. We're live. <laughs> um, there, a angel was walking through the building and uh, has tripped on a cord. No, it's someone tripped on the cord. <laughs> Simon Weeks. <laughs> was, oh, I wasn't going to throw him under the bus. Simon Weeks. This just is got, how we do discipleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, that it's like, do not cover a multitude of sin. I think that's just like expose them, (laughs) throw them out there for the wolves to just destroy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something that the Lord's been speaking to me about over like the last week or two is this idea of how, uh, friction in, in life, um, you know, these things that we come up against often produce incredible like success and fruit in our lives um Mm. or like just hearing different stories of people like um you know people who have gone to the olympics or people who have um achieved really incredible things in life how it's been due to this deep pain or friction that they've faced and they've just redirected that um you know to see incredible breakthroughs and so and and i have seen that in in my journey with discipleship um Mm. the failures and mistakes that Mm. i've made uh as much as they're painful and hard to face have definitely been the platform Mm. for the biggest breakthroughs successes um just maturing for myself and so yeah i i can't you know, let them go or wish that they didn't happen. Um, it's been part of the growth. And so I guess a question that I have for you, Liam, is what are, your, what are some of your most painful and breakthrough experiences in discipleship? Mm. Wow. What a question. <laughs> um, well, I think it's important that we, you know, the Bible says that Jesus Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Mm. And, um, and, and so I think 
I mean, that blows my, that blows my mind. The son of God, the creator of the universe, you know, um, you know, it says he became a man, a thing to be grasped. And so he was fully God, but he was a man, you know, and so, and he grew in favor and stature with, with people, the Bible says, but then it says he grew in favor and stature with God. Yeah. And so, you know, anyone that says he didn't, be, he wasn't fully man, it's like, well, he was because he grew in favor with God. God doesn't grow in favor with God. He had to have been a man, um, which I think is really important in this concept of, of actually um, learning through friction, learning through the things that we suffer, learning through, uh, learning obedience, learning submission mm. um, to the Lord, to people, to mothers and fathers in the faith. And um, yeah, I, I know, I know, I agree with you. I think for me, the um, being a being an athlete, you, you uh, or or used to have been an athlete. <laughs> um, you do, you learn, you learn through. Um, you know, without a vision, people perish. And so you learn through, hey, I have a vision and, and vision gives pain a purpose. So it's like mm. in these moments of, of um, hurt or disappo disappointments, I think a massive one for people uh, yeah. of expectate, they've got an expectation of how a, a church or an individual or someone in their life should respond or doesn't respond. Mm. And, uh, and so in those moments you, um, whether it's you being accused of something or whether it's, you know, uh, a disappointing moment in your own life that you were like, hey, I was going down this path and then something happened and it, it, it threw me off track. Um, and I was, I was disappointed in that individual, that person, or, or maybe even you bl people blame God. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, I'm disappointed in God. I, I thought the outcome would be this and it's not this. What do we do in those, in those moments? I think is, mm -hmm. is really important. Um, and I know for me, that's where vision, your prophetic words, the word of the Lord that you've got over a circumstance, um, without going into heaps of detail, cause I don't want to expose people. <laughs> um, when we planted Glory City within the first nine months were pretty good, but then, um, on the, about the ninth month, there was a, um, I, this isn't obviously a trade secret, but there was a, you know, some uh, some friction <laughs> that happened um, with people and within the church. And um, I had a strong, and it 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 it, it was the, probably the closest I've been to throwing in the towel yeah. and just uh, stuff this like this is done. I can't be. It, my family's hurting. I'm hurting. My wife's hurting. Um, we're in this place of. Uh, being accused of stuff that you know I don't think we was right yeah. um, there were some definite things that I learned in that process in that moment of like um, how I am as a leader and how I communicate and the transparency and vulnerability and I think there's a difference between transparency and vulnerability mm -hmm. I think I think transparency I think we can have transparency with a with a wide group of people but I think vulnerability is, hey, I'm giving you a piece of my heart and cut it however you want to cut it. And I don't think we need to do that with everyone. Yeah. I think there's, um, I think there's people in our lives that I'm vulnerable with that I won't be vulnerable with with other people yeah. because I know they 
will protect my heart. I know they'll protect me. And I think that's healthy. Mm. Jesus was, you know, he, he had three that he was really vulnerable with. John, John was probably his closest friend, but he didn't, he wasn't like that with everyone. Mm. Um, and so I think that's really important in this place of um, discipleship that we, God loves everyone, but he favours us all differently mm. and we have different roles and different things. Anyway, I'm going off topic, but <laughs> so in this place, I, I had to come, I had to come to a place of what has the Lord said about Glory City, about me, mm -hmm. about this church, um, and hold on to that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the only time in life that we can, um, when the friction happens, the disappointment, the hurt, the whatever, um, you know, we pray for a loved one, they didn't get healed. We, whatever the circumstance is that it brings about, um, I think it's really good to ask questions, but I think it's dangerous to question the motive and heart of God. And so the foundation has to be God's good. Mm. He's extremely good. Yeah. And how in this moment, so Jesus grew in obedience through the things that he suffered. Uh, he learned obedience, sorry, through the things that he suffered. So it's like here I'm experiencing an external pressure from whether it's people, whether it's circumstances that we can't control, whether it's disappointment, hurt, a, a, a wound in my life, whatever, whatever it is. Um, we have to take those moments, I think, and, and give them to the Lord. They're his burdens, his worries, his, you know, th things to carry. Um, and, and we hold them close and we worship God. Yeah. And that's, that's it. I think that's it. I think that's the answer through. It's like, all right, well, take those hurts and those things. I give them to him. They're his burdens. They're his wounds to carry. I, I, I personally haven't gone down. Uh, I think it's good to acknowledge faults and um, mistakes. Like if you've made a mistake, I think it's be quick to acknowledge it and be quick to um, reconcile that if, if you can. Yeah, it's really good. But I think the danger is, I think in our world, we just, we like to go introspection yeah. and navel gazing. And I think that's, he's the author and perfecter of our faith, not me. Mm. And so I'm not going to grow in favor and, and with God and with man and grow in obedience and learn, the, learn um to grow in leadership or servanthood or discipleship by looking inwards. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that's just not going to get us anywhere. He's the image that I want to follow. So I need to look to him. What did Jesus do in these moments? And he, you know, he, uh, you know, when, when Peter left him and Judas betrayed him, he wasn't like, well, I was a bad leader, wasn't I? He was like, you know, he just, he learned how to, he, he, and he didn't, he didn't go, well, they're all evil and wrong and they're just, don't, they don't know what they're talking about. He, he followed Peter up. Yeah. He pursued Peter. He, yeah. he, he, and I'm, I'm sure he would have done the same for Judas. Mm. I, don't, I don't think he would have thrown him under the bus. Mm. I think he would have pursued him mm. you know, if he'd had the chance. You know? So I think for me in those moments of disappointment and breakthrough, we have to hold on to our prophetic words. We have to... bring it before the Lord and, and let him be the one that um, defends us. And, yeah. you know, and so 
yeah, that's in, for me, that's what I did. I was like, I need the word of the Lord. What have you said? I pray for the prophets to come out. Every time I've had a real strong challenge or a decision that I need to make, I'm like, all right, <laughs> bring it, bring in the prophetic words, Lord. Where are they? I need the, I need the, the, the you know, Raymond word of the Lord right now because yeah. I need to be, you know, man doesn't live off bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I'm like, okay, mm. you're speaking, you've got a solution for this and, and, um, and you've got something that you want to do. And I, we need to grip to those in those moments of um, where we were talking about David. You know, he got promised he was going to be king, but it wasn't 14. It was 14 years later that he entered into mm. that promise. And yeah. um, I think it was Chris Vallotton said, you know, from the promise to the palace is a process. Yeah, and, and in that process, sometimes the Lord's testing our, our heart and our, um, he's testing our character. Not that I think he causes some things to happen, but sometimes he's like, hey, in order for, in order for me to take you from where you are to where I think you will be or where I want you to be, the palace, mm. um, can, you handle the, can you handle the little pressures mm. along the way? Because if you can't handle this pressure here, you won't be able to handle the pressure here. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think, I know I'm talking heaps, but I think uh, people can generally handle failure okay. Mm-hmm. It's, they're all right at bouncing back generally. Mm. Um, but I, I think success is a lot harder to handle than, yeah, than failure. It's like the weight of, um, the weight of, of like, what do you now do with success and what do you now do with excess or what do you do with mm. greater responsibilities? Um, and I think if we haven't learned to deal with, um, failures, disappointments, hurts, wounds in private, I think when when we're in or, or criticism mm. if we can't deal with criticism of man in a small scale then we'll die at the criticism of man on a on a, on a big scale so yeah so true yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. yeah yeah there you go <laughs> it's good it's good <clears throat> yeah mm. i don't know if that does that answer the question yeah absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> um Feel free to write questions on here, guys, if you, if you have any follow-up things or things you want to you say on here, you can, uh, you can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think transparency, though, I, I think I always, I always want to be transparent. And I think um, there's a balance, I think, because I, I don't, my job as I guess as a leader of a church, leader of a family, you know, a father, whatever, is I've got 45 minutes on a Sunday morning and then time with our leaders throughout the week or whatever. Um, my job isn't, I think there has been probably in Australia a little bit of a, a, a kind of, it's the tall poppy syndrome. It's the um, we're evil, God's good kind of mentality of like, I'll bring myself down a level so that I can relate to people so that they can feel human yeah. to the human aspect of Christianity. Um, and there's a place for that of like, Hey, I struggled with this or, Hey, I've done this journey where I've, you know, I've got that wrong and I've, you know, being that's transparency. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I think we have to be careful that, you know, Jesus has come that we have life and life abundantly. Mm. And so I don't ever want to preach. Very seldom I will preach and teach to where people are at. I'll always preach yeah. and teach to where I want people to be. Yeah. I yeah. want I want to call them to the upward call of Christ. So, mm. you know, so to speak, it, you know, Paul, Paul just did that constantly. Mm. And he just continually reminded people, hey, this is the standard. The standard's Jesus. Yeah. This is what we're going for. We're not settling for, I mean, he rebuked, I think it's twice, Jesus and Paul rebuked people for acting like mere men. Yeah. And, uh, and, and acting as mere mortals. Mm. And so it's like, all right, we have a precedent. It's, it's, yeah, in, the, it's yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like we, our role as Christians is to, is to draw, and we're talking about discipleship, mm. and Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Yeah. So if he's not imitating Christ, then don't imitate him. Yeah. But if you find someone that's imitating Christ, then imitate them until you, until you look like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. kids, uh, I remember when I was a youth pastor and I, I remember one of my youth kids um, and, he, and he was growing in leadership and he was growing in, in maturity and he, and he started praying and I noticed that he was praying how I prayed. He was using yeah. phrases that I was I would use, and and I was it, there was this cute proud dad moment that I was like, he's he's imitating me. This is this is nice. This is cool. And it, but now he's found his own mm. rhythm and his own style and his own mm. style of leadership, and he's grown in maturity. And so it's it's like I think that's that's what Paul was saying. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, imitate me. If you can't see Christ, imitate someone that's imitating Christ. Yeah, really. You good. know, yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, we've got to keep that standard of, of Christ as our, um, you know, to walk as Christ walked. Um, because if we don't have that as the standard and actually believe that that's, that's what we're called to, to attain to, to walk in that way, yeah. then we're all, you know, at least if we, we shoot that high, we're going to get somewhere just below. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And says like, you'll hit somewhere just below, but if you set the standard low as mere mortals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. then that's, that's all you're going to get. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to strive to that, to, to all the things that Jesus basically said, this is what abundant life looks like. You know, this is what the kingdom looks like and how you can walk. Yeah, I think, and I think self-talk's a massive thing in that. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, I hear people say all the time, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just a human being or I'm just a, I would, it's just a man. And, it, you know, or it's like, um, you know, the, I guess the same concept can be used in terms of like, oh, well, we'll hey, well, let's, let's pray now as mm. the last, that's the last resort. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's like, no, no, that, that should be your first, middle and last resort. Like yeah. it, it, it you know, and, and I think, um, I think often our language is like, oh well, we're just we're just going to be this, and we bring ourselves down, mm. and then we and then it does happen, and it's a self fulfilling prophecy yeah. of like, well, um, yeah. you're speaking it out, you're creating the environment of, um, you know, where we, uh, Shen and I do this with our kids, with um, the whole thing, I can't. Mm. Kid, oh, I can't do that. We're just mm. like, that doesn't, just get rid of that vocabulary, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, if they're like, hey, I want to fly, like, you know, okay, <laughs> we, you know, okay. 
But, um, you know, kids dream quite easily. They're like, I can do this, you know, I'm a child. And I think we, uh, we can't let the, 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 the pounding of life and the experiences of life determine the journey that the Lord wants to take us on. Mm. And uh, if we did that and we went introspection, we'd all, we'd all be miserable. Yeah. We'd be so miserable. Um, no one, no, I haven't met a human being on the planet that has gone, I looked inward at the junk that was going on and I'm radically free. Like, <laughs> I just I just haven't met that person yet who's yeah. like, well, I went soul searching to the depths of my past and now I'm living extremely, extremely good life. Yeah. Um, I just I just haven't met, met, you know, many people that, whereas I have met lots of people that are like, I encountered the reality and the freedom of the gospel of Jesus Christ and mm. I fixed my eyes on him and now I'm living living extremely good life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's like, um, you know, you can, you can go into your past, you can dig it all up, dig up all the junk. Oh, this is why I do this or this is why I'm like this. Um, but knowing the cause of that or the root of that or you know, the experience that set that behavior off or that process off in your life actually doesn't produce freedom. Knowing that won't ever produce the freedom. Like you said, it's like looking to Jesus, you know, it's the gospel that sets us free. It's not the, <laughs> it's yeah, not the going yeah. back to pull out the root. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. There's a question here. Oh, my, yeah. my thing keeps changing. So um, it's a good question, actually. Uh, how do we interact with a changing culture as Christians and how do we as a church prepare for this? You'd be, I reckon you'd be great at answering this one. I can jump in as well. I've got some thoughts. But So how do, how do we interact with a changing culture as Christians and how do we as a church pray for this or prepare, prepare for this? Um, yeah, it's a pretty broad question. Um, Something I've been thinking about this week is that um, where there's... Uh, but, but I'll let you give a sec. I just love all the yellow dots that are yeah. right. <laughs> I'm like, who is, who, who's on yeah, here? Yeah, really differentiate <laughs> yeah. between them. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, where there's, where there's much judgment, there's little understanding. Yeah. But where there's much understanding, there's little judgment. That's good. Whew. Yeah, and... Um, you know, the Bible warns us about judging. You know mm. how you, you know how you judge um, others is how you'll be judged, and and so being people of understanding, and you know it's a popular line of like um, seek understanding before seeking to be understood, mm -hmm. it, and it, it's it's a humble place to sit. Um, you know because. Again, like we were speaking about last week, offence or um, my rights or there's all these things that might come into play mm. and you actually have to choose that place of, I, I want to seek understanding. I think if we can, um, I think that open dialogue, keeping that open dialogue between culture, between a ch changing culture, there's so many things that I think um, if we sat down and had a conversation with uh, people and things, we would find so much more common ground than we would realise. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's through that relationship. And look, 
no one's ever changed my mind by berating me. <laughs> I don't know about you, Liam. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no one's ever changed yeah. my mind about a subject by coming on strong and... What about keyboard warriors on yeah. Facebook? Have they changed your mind <laughs> on things? No, nah, it hasn't worked, no. Nah. <laughs> and, 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 and the funny thing is, is that, you know, often I'm like, oh, there's so much I agree with them on, you know, but I actually can't have a conversation this way. And, and we, no. need, to, we no. need to come to the table the same way and go like, um, how, can, how can I just connect with your heart right now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, again, I think it's a heart thing, isn't it? Mm. You know? Um, That's good. It's humility, with humility comes honor, life and riches, I think the proverb is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. What about you? Yeah, I think think it's important to to come back. Jesus is the same. Yeah. Um, He's the same yesterday, today. And and it says actually Jesus is the same. Yeah. Yesterday, today and forever. Mm. Uh, That that verse. And... um, and so in, in a world where the, the culture of the world and things have often changed, but the one constant has, is, is always God, is always the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, often people use the sons of Issachar, you know, they understood the times, but they didn't understand what to do in the times. And I think as a church, my fear often, especially with um, around, and we're not going to go down this track today, but especially with like end times things, um, I put it this way, Jesus, the Pharisees of old thought Jesus would come and conquer Rome Mm. and they missed the son of God when he came. And... I, I, I just think as a church, as a people, we have to be very careful that we don't project the same thing onto what's going to happen in the end times and go, well, it's going to happen like this and it's going to be this way. And what we end up doing is we end up, I think, not having our lamps full of mm-hmm. oil and keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is advancing the kingdom, preaching the gospel, seeing the sick healed, the dead raised, the le- you know, all those things of which Jesus told us to do, make disciples, see people come into the kingdom. And our focus just gets slightly off north. Yeah. And if it's slightly off, it, over a period of time, you get way off track. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I, I think in these times, we need to make sure that we just keep, the gospel is deep and profound, mm. but it's simple. Yeah. It's a, it is a simple gospel. And I think we, 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 we have to keep Jesus the main thing and we have to keep our eyes fixed on him. And he'll talk to us. Um, he'll talk to his bride. He'll talk to his body. Um, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll speak. He'll speak warnings. He'll speak prophetic utterances. He'll speak visions. Um, and so I think the, the structure it, the, the structure's never been the most important thing in, in Christianity. Yeah. Um, it, it's never been, the, the wine skin's important, but it's never been the main thing. Mm. The main thing's always been the wine. Mm. It's always been the spirit of God being mm. poured out. And the structure can change. It's changed throughout history. I think if you, um, I read a book, um, Church History Made, Church History Made Simple, I think it was called. Big book, but it, it was fascinating just to see, you know, the, 
ebbs and flows of church history and people say we need to get back to the ways of acts and it's like well if you if you read church history they were in homes in temples they were in stadiums mm. they ended up using the coliseums for big church meetings um you know and and so they the structure changed all the mm. time you know china probably can't have an open-air meeting um and and, it, and so it's like it's, it's like the, the structure's never been um, as I think as, as concerning for the Lord as it is about, um, yeah, man doesn't live off bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, mm. then we have to have our ear, you know, on, on his bosom and attuned mm. to what he's saying and attuned to what he's speaking in this season. And then, and then I think if I can stretch the envelope a little bit, um, I often lo I love the story of Samuel in, I think it's Samuel 1, 9, where um, it says that, you know, you're going to be a prophet and he becomes a prophet. And then he's, um, he goes, you know, Saul's looking for donkeys. Is it Saul's looking for donkeys? And he encounters, or Samuel encounters Saul and, um, and he tells Saul everything that's going to be in his heart and, and that he's going to be king. Mm -hmm. And I think often we, the world is asking questions that the church isn't answering. Yeah. And they're, 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 the, church is, the church is trying to, um, you know, the church is trying to tell them about, you know, um, if I can use this analogy, it's like the church is like, we want to tell the world this, you know, and God's like, but I'm telling them about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and uh, and I think I think often we have to be careful as as Christians that we're we're not we're not getting so far off off track that we're irrelevant to the world. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I really do. I really believe that we need to. We need to be like, hey, I want to tell you everything that's in your heart. Mm. Don't worry about the donkeys. Mm. Don't worry about them right now. Mm. Um, that's, that's a good question. I'll find your donkeys. So we find the donkeys for them and then we can tell them the real thing. Yeah. But often we're telling them this thing of like, you're going to be a king. You're amazing. Mm. And it's like, actually, we need to find the donkeys for them first. Yeah. And then they'll be, they'll be drawn in. And I hope that makes sense. I hope that analogy makes sense. But yeah, um, I, think, I think we need to have our ear attuned to to what God's saying and God's doing and mm. and then we'll be guided, we'll be led by his spirit. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Yeah. That's weird. Sword. Mm. I'm feeling this um fathers and mothers <laughs> All right. thing. I feel great. That's a um I can't remember what you mentioned, what you wanted to hit on with this, but um yeah, talking about submission. Mm. fathers and mothers. I just think it's a great topic to talk about. It's a think, good topic, yeah. I think people have um, a lot of, you know, questions around this. And sure. Yeah, I'm, I've got my own thoughts on this. Um, yeah. How can we posit the question? I think, um, let's, just, let's just say this. I, I know there's probably people watching who have been in church their entire life and... Um, there's always been church leadership done poorly. <laughs> we've all, we've yeah. all seen church, we've seen leaders that have 
been controlling, manipulative cults are formed, yeah. um, you know, a whole bunch of array from, you know, um, exclusive churches to um, so loose that your brains fall out, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, <What> a mess. <laughs> and um, and so that I think there's there's all extremes of, of those things, mm. um, and, and especially that word submission. You know that people kind of are like, oh, I'm um, scared to uh, to do that because of fear of I'll be controlled or I'll be manipulated or um, yeah. you know whatever. So that, that's a re that's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. I think to acknowledge it to to say that exists and. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important. Um, but then, yeah, to I guess go on to the question of like, what does healthy mothers and fathers look like? What does a healthy place of submission look like? What is that? How do we do that? How do we, yeah. you know, how do we submit ourselves to people and where we can be corrected and mm -hmm. um, led and yeah. all those things? So that's the question, really. It's big. It's a, yeah. it's a big one. Yeah. I definitely think... Um, you know, we need to encourage people more to be discerning about the leaders they choose to mm, submit to. And totally. I don't think that's spoken about enough. That's good. I'm yeah. just so not for just blindly submitting because someone's in leadership or, totally. you know, in that role, I think for each person, they need to discern a leader and go, do I, do I want to look like this person? You know, like, do I want to, are they, are they looking like Christ? Uh, you know, um, how, how what is their character like in in working through things and yeah I'm pretty cutthroat with mm -hmm. um, the people I've allowed myself to be in submission to totally over the I am too over yep. the past yeah maybe well five years I guess maybe that I've become more and more aware of how important it is that um, I'm I'm gonna walk away looking a little bit like them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to rub shoulders with them and take on some of their characteristics. So I pursue people that I really admire, that I really see something on their life. And I'm like, yeah, I, I really want to learn what, how to, how to walk, like, walk like that person, like the, you know, they say the rabbi, um, you know, the rabbi is walking along and he um, has a mannerism of some kind, like twitching of the foot or whatever. But <laughs> What was it that the followers would do the exact do same, the same thing? Yeah, 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 they would they would actually copy the mannerisms, and we do that naturally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. totally. Yeah. Anyone who's watching it from outside of Glory City would notice that we have some certain language. That sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, even when I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, this is such a like an in in circle language that I'm yeah. using, um, and and that's a natural thing of culture. You will pick it up, and so yeah, I love Glory City. I love this family. Um, I'm not directly part of this family, but I love what I see here. It's, mm, mm. It looks like Christ. Um, yeah, and I would fully submit under Liam any day of the week because, yeah, his life is, it's, yeah. Or I've, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't put you wrong, really. Um, like even, you know, we all make mistakes, but you always front up and um, it's really admirable the way you lead. So. <laughs> Touching. All right, that'll do for today. <laughs> um, no, that's that's lovely. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think it's we we don't just willy nilly want to throw ourselves at the mercy of you know someone or some you know an institution or anything like that. Um, 
I think it's it's first it's I think it's firstly God God is our father. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt about that. He's he's our dad. He's you know he's our father. Um, and I, I've I've got a, I remembered I had some notes on this a couple of years back, and I, I just wrote down some things of like what healthy fathers, you know, do and are, and mothers obviously can be the same. Um, I'll read them out in a second, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's important that we realise, and it's it's not a word we love in our Western culture. Mm. I think if you talk in an Eastern culture, submission's quite easy. Yeah. They're like, I submit to my elders. That's it. Like mm-hmm. they don't, it, it's not even questioned. Mm. It's just something that they do. And um, we don't love it. We don't love that word. But I think, I know for me growing up in a sporting environment, um, you know, having a coach and you had things that you, that were disciplines that they instilled in you, like don't be late. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't, uh, you had to wear shoes and a tie and certain pants and things. And, and there was, that's culture. Mm. Culture was set and people, oh, that's extreme. But it, it, it created a sense of responsibility and a sense of um, purpose and a sense of you're a part of something. Yeah. Um, and you have a choice. You can be like, nah, well, I don't want to do that. And then, well, you don't play. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you'll be on the bench. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and people are, oh, that's, that's legalism. And it's like, no, the culture of this team is, um, is, is when done in the right way is healthy. Mm. And, and, uh, and I think the, that's the Lord, we're followers of Jesus yeah. and he's going to ask us to do stuff that might be uncomfortable. <laughs> and if he, if he can't, if he does that for us and it, we struggle with that, um, then we're going to struggle if someone says, hey, can you, can you vacuum the floor at church? Mm. Like, you know, or hey, can you do that for me right now? Like, it, you know, I, I love it when I see people that are like, um, and it's part of why I'll still do words at church on a Sunday morning because I'm not big enough to go, well, I can't serve here because I'm the senior leader. It's like, mm. I remember Dave Wagner, a friend of ours, he'll clean the toilet once a month at his local church. I mean, he ministers all around the world mm. in front of thousands of people, prophets of the nations, mm. and he'll go and clean the toilets. I love that. And yeah. I'm like, we're not that big. Yeah. We, we can never get that big. We're not that good. Like, <laughs> we're good, <laughs> but we're not that good, <laughs> you know? And, um, and so I think... This place of, of submission, and it's a servant heart, really. It, it comes as, I'm a servant, and that's what Jesus did. He came as a servant. He came to serve humanity. He came to model what that looks like. And, and um, yeah, I, I think we, yes, there's the other side of it. I understand that. But there is, there is a healthy place in it where it's like, actually, um, if we're faithful with little, yeah. He, we will get increase. Mm. Um, I was talking to someone this week. It's, it's like this concept of reward is really important, I think, in this. Mm. Um, I'm not going to give the keys to my car to my kids right now, but we do give reward. Mm. Um, we were at the dinner table the other night, and I think it was Isla, um, you know, wasn't eating her 
peas. Vegetables, <laughs> or I don't know what it was. I can't remember. I hated peas back in the day. But, and we, I think we were having ice creams that night. It was a dessert night. And, and you know, it was like, hey, you're going to get an ice cream if you eat five more mouthfuls. Yeah. She, she's a reward. Uh, we rewarded her of those that diligently eat her vegetables, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, that's the concept of life as well. You, you do something and you get rewarded for it. Now, you can do it out of a selfish motive. That's not going to end well. Yeah. But if you do it out of a place of like, hey, I'm here in a church environment, in a community, mm. in wherever, I'm here first and foremost to worship God. Yeah. That's got to be number one. And then I'm here to submit myself. There are people that are placed in leadership by God. Paul says, I'm called of God. I'm graced of God. Um, some of the stuff that Paul and Jesus said in churches, churches wouldn't welcome him back mm-hmm. if he came in that strong, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and so I think, I think this place of submission, of, of, of creating healthy mothers and fathers, and um, I, I'll just read this list out if I can, because yeah. um, I think it really helps. Because there's people that have fathered me from a distance mm-hmm. as well. And then th- that I don't have access to their life in that way. And, yeah. um, you know, that it's like, oh, I'm inspired by your life and I watch your life closely and I follow you because of who you are. Mm. Um, and then there's people that have that, actually the ability to speak into my life. Yeah. And I've said that to them, like, hey, you have people that I, you can speak into my life. I, I've got my Pauls, my Barnabases, my Timothys, mm-hmm. you know, my encouragers, my... And then my father figures, you know, Paul said, in, didn't he say, you guys, you got many teachers, mm. but few fathers. Mm. And, uh, and so I think it's, it's really important. So here's... Good to here's, be intentional about that too, what you've said. You've like yeah, yeah. You've pinpointed who these people are in your life and you've, got, and you've like made it clear to them, I want you to speak in. I think that's just a good thing for us to all think about. So here, here healthy fathers or mothers, you can put that in... Um, yeah, I, I can't remember who said this, but all of God's, dis- I think it was Randy Clark, all of God's disciplines are so we can handle his blessings. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. So all of God's disciplines are there so we can handle his blessings. They're never, the weightiness of leading a church, say, I'll use me as an example. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was 25, I was like, I'm going to lead a church and it's going to be like this. And I'm like, I know what's best. And I'm like, whoo, I'm so thankful I didn't lead a church until seven years later because <laughs> I would have messed that up, you know? And it's like, because he grows you to yeah. a place of where you can actually handle the, the, the favor and the blessings. We're learning to reign. We're yeah, learning, learning to rule and reign in life. It's like a child grows up and they learn how to mature. And uh, we don't just let them do whatever and make decisions about their body or their crazy, crazy. Anyway, we're getting off topic. (laughs) Healthy fathers want their kids to succeed more than they do. So that's just, Mm. if you see that in someone where they're underneath you, building you up, um, championing you on, they're not just tearing you down. They're not trying to put a lid on you. Yeah. That's probably not a father. Yeah. Right. Fathers don't have a, um, agreement as the highest form of relationship. So they're not looking just to agree theologically or mm. on political issues or mm. whatever. They're there because they want relationship. Mm. Fathers provide an inheritance and leave, leave a legacy. That's the prodigal father. That's the prodigal son, that story. It's like, you know, he's, he's like, I'm going to 
he gave him a ring and a robe and the sandals again mm. after he mucked it up. Um, Father's point beat people back to their identity and back to Jesus. So, you know, we fathers uh, have an, we love, I love the phrase accountability. It's an account. I'm keeping you account mm -hmm. of your ability. Mm. I'm not tearing you down. I'm keep, it's like, hey, this is who you are. Um, fathers do in secret what they do in public. So I think that's like if they're on a platform, especially that they're the same on the platform as they are off the platform. Mm -hmm. Fathers create wonder. Fathers have healthy joy and healthy emotions. And mothers obviously put this in there too. Fathers show their kids the world. Um, I don't think they keep them hidden mm. in a little Christian bubble. Um, fathers protect. Jesus never threw Judas under the bus. I think we talked about this just before. <laughs> Um, fathers help to people discover what they love. Mm. You know, it's train your child up in the way of the Lord and they will not depart from it. It's not train your child in the way you think they should go. Mm. It's train the child in the way they should go. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Does that make sense? So yeah. it's like not, I'm not training Charlie to become a professional soccer player. Mm. That's the way I wanted to go. I'm training Charlie up in the way things that she's, passionate about and loves and yeah um they love unconditionally fathers take the pain so the kids can be free that's jesus that's the that's the lord and fathers create permission giving culture rather than a performance giving culture mm. and i think that's uh, that i think we might maybe we'll do one more question but i think that's really um i think a lot of church cultures has been if you will do these steps of leadership then we will promote you. Yeah. Um, I think the danger in that sometimes, there's some good elements in that that, that can, be, can be there, but I think the danger is what it tends to do is it creates performance on a platform mm. as opposed to um, I want to give you permission to be the best you and what do you want to do? Oh, I, wanna, I have a dream to run a, a, a ministry to, to, to give to the homeless. All right let us as the church equip you to do that and we'll back you. Yeah, it's good. Um, and we'll, we'll pour resources and finances and whatever into that and we'll support you and we'll bless you and we'll encourage you. And, and I think there is a healthy, healthy place where it's like, hey, we're not going um, to promote you right now because I, I, we don't think you're ready mm. to handle these things. And, mm. and there's, there's a healthy place in that. Um, you know, I know... I've done that with people where I've said, hey, I don't think right now is the right time to do this. Mm. And they've cracked it and left. Mm. And I'm like, well, you weren't ready anyway. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like if that's your attitude out of one little discipline, mm. then, uh, then maybe you weren't ready for, that, mm. for the blessing. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. God always brings it around again too, which is yeah, you know, yeah. wait and he'll... He'll hold on to it for you and oh, give yeah. you another shot later down the road when you're, a, you're Mature. in a place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I went, and I've had those, those people, I've had those people come back to me four or five years later and say, I'm so sorry, I'm so thankful I didn't get the promotion that I was longing for right then because I just wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, um, the amount of people that say, oh, I'm just waiting till I'm ready to have kids. You, you're never ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're never you're, you're never ready it's like it's it's like you just get thrown in and then it's like whoo yeah. now i know what it's like you know that's that's uh 
you know, that's so true. But I, I think this permission giving culture, we have to give permission to, for people to dream. Yeah, that's good. We have to give permission, permission for people to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, and not, it's, it's you know, um, we, you know we, we have our senses trained because of practice. Mm. And, uh, you know, if we have such a, such a strict guidelines of what you can and can't do, then what we, we just put a lid on people and they never, they never make mistakes, you know, and they never learn. We know this by kids. Yeah. They learn to ride bikes by falling off. Yeah. You know, and it's our job as parents to pick them up and say, hey, get back on the bike again and, and give it another crack. Yeah. And I'll be there to guide and support and, 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 and sort of lean you in the right direction. Yeah. But then um, the, goal, the goal for me as a leader of a church and as a father is not, is, is I'll always be my kid's dad but the relationship should change over time to where they, I hope they always seek my advice, but I hope they get to the point where they can actually think and, and do things for themselves. Yeah. If they're still wiping their bums at 45, then I've done a terrible job, right? So I think, <laughs> I think it's important that we, we train them up so they can think for themselves and we think as, as servants and sons and daughters. And, yeah, it's really good. And, and so we need to give them the place where it's like, hey, they might run off like the prodigal son, but um, they also might come back. Yeah. yeah. So the friction again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the friction. We can't, we can't be trying to avoid it constantly or, yeah. you know, it's part of life and it's part of the growth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think I will finish on this point. I think, uh, I think that thing of reward is, is important mm -hmm. that he is he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him he it and if people need a biblical example for that the story of the talents yeah um it is that it, they were faithful with one two five and they they got put in charge of cities yeah um and sometimes we want to do i've just got written down here you know sometimes we in our naivety or in our zeal want to do something like call down fire on a city. <laughs> you know, James and John are like, let's burn this city, you know? And, uh, and Jesus is like, no, 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 like chill out, boys. You, you don't actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I think that's, that's a healthy place of, place of submission of like, um, we've got to remember we're always following. Yes. I'm a follower of Jesus. You're a follower of Jesus. And I'm, I'm always following. I'm always putting myself at, at, the, uh, at the mercy of, of, of like, hey, cut me any way you want and, and I'll repent and change my mind about that thing and turn in the other direction if I've made the, the wrong decision or choice. Mm. Um, but uh, I I'm, I'm also know you're going to reward me when I'm faithful with the things that I'm supposed to be faithful with. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think sometimes we just need to know what is God put in your hand right at this season that you can be faithful with? Is it the one, is it the two, is it the five? Mm. And just be faithful with that and watch the, the blessings come in. Yeah. Um, and that's not blessings as in necessarily earthly possessions, while I think that can be that, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's always the case. I think it's just like, hey, 
you were faithful with, with killing a lion and a lion and a bear when no one was watching. I'm going to make you king. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, go and find some lions and some bears and just kill them. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any last thoughts to add to that? And then we'll, we'll close. Um, yeah, just, just thinking like also just what's done in the secret place. I think mm -hmm. that's really just thinking about the talents. I love that, that passage. Um, and it's, it's so, on, so God's heart to see what we do in the secret place. When I say the secret place, I'm not talking about just, you know, our time with the Lord, but like, what do we do in secret, you know? Yeah. Like how, and how are we using our talents in secret? And he, and he rewards publicly, you know, um, That's what so we do true. in secret. And, and it's good to, to, to even just stop and say like, how much have I done in secret lately? Yeah. That's you know, good. How much have I given in secret? Like not one soul knows what I've given. Yeah, it's so good. Or, you know, the, the, the serv service I've done for someone. Or, you I know. love that. I mean, it's, there's always a place to share testimony. And totally, I, totally. And I know like we need to share testimony to encourage others to like do great, great yeah. acts of love. But man, the Lord loves what's done in secret. Um, Amen. And that's where he loves to reward I think the most in, in, and in big public ways, he yeah, will reward yeah. those people. Um, so, so true. I, I hope that's like something that people can think about this week. What can you do in secret? Yeah, that's, that's so true. I, it's a good, good friend of ours. A lot of you know, Ben Fitzgerald, you know, people often are like, oh, I'd love to do what he's doing with stadium crusades and awakening Europe. And um, we, we've had a little bit of the privilege to see kind of behind the scenes of his life. And um, I think it, it's the same with everyone that I know have, that have big ministries or big businesses or big, you know, things. People often are like, I, I want to be that. And I'm like, are you willing to pay the price? Yeah. Are you willing to do the things? Because people think they just arrived, mm. you know, and it was like, no, no, the, the things they did when no one was watching, it is astounding. Yeah. And um, I, know, I know personally from, from seeing Ben's life behind the scenes, I'm like, I, just be careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you go, I love that, dream big, dream big, but then be willing to, to, to you know, I know Ben tells the story of his spiritual father saying to him, see this book is like minimum two hours a day, every day. Oh, if you want to, if you want to, if you, you want to have a, a, a mediocre ministry, just open it up every five minutes or so. But if you want to see thousands and thousands of people saved and, and nations transformed minimum two hours a day in this, mm. in this book. And he did, he, that's, yeah. he's done that. Yeah. And, um, and so I think it, it's, uh, yeah, what we do in secret, hey, it's yeah. so important. Awesome. We might leave it there. There was a bunch of questions on there. We're going to kind of continue on a bit of a theme and thread throughout the next sort of six weeks before we kind of shift gears. So we might come back to some of this and, and uh, continue on with some of this. So um, over the next few weeks, we've got also some other people speaking. And I know Ange is going to be speaking and Sarah and um, some other people as well. So it's, yeah, it's some other different faces on this screen, which is going to be awesome. Our kids pastor and worship pastor. So, so thanks, good. Kylie, for being here again. Thank you. Love that. 
And uh, having me, church. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, bless you guys. Have a great week. May yeah. May you just be faithful with what is the, in the unseen. Let mm. God reward you. Let God be the one that brings the increase. And um, yeah, I, I just thank you for the great testimonies that are coming through. I heard an awesome testimony this week of someone leading someone to the Lord because they're just watching how they live their life and it's just true. awesome yeah. stuff taking place. God's, God's got it. So cool, cool, cool. Apparently Shen put on here as well. Um, Isla's listening and she's wanting more. I might get asked for more ice cream. All right. Well, you have to clean your room and mop the floor. No. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye. See ya.